we've not really talked about it, but since Mania, we of course have had the mandate that we are not going to be talking about WWE. That mandate was initially only for this year. However, (laughs) uh, I'm going to make another proclamation right now. If Xavier Woods is not King of the Ring... We will never <laughs> talk about to a point of like not even on pre-show. We will not address them anymore. You have like two good things going for you, three good things going for you, and they're new day for me right now. <laughs> Nothing else. You managed to turn me on Becky Lynch this year, although I'm kind of coming back around, but not totally yet. I just want to kit for New Year's. Can we just have a special where it's just like you and me going, what the fuck was this year? <laughs> just a list of every sin. Yeah, it, I'm, obviously Dylan can't be here because their head will explode. But we need to have at the end of the year a moratorium for WWE where we just go down all the shit that they fucked up in the span of one year. Ring of Honor in 2019 be damned. This is the true implosion that AEW has caused. So welcome to Five Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling, and I'm very nice and very caffeinated, Scotty Moore. I'm a wizard, Blake Tanner. Oh, fuck. Okay, now we gotta... I was gonna talk about the Danhausen coffee I got. That's very good. And then you immediately are like, no, fuck you. We're gonna discuss the fact that I'm a fucking wizard today. Oh, I'll keep it short. I'm just in another show, which is why we have not recorded that much. Oh, um, yeah. You are in a show where you get to be a little baby wizard. A wizard. Um, yes. And also know, my Halloween costume this year is um, was Craig from, uh, from Spell Squad, Spell tech support oh nice uh also fuck it i'm doing it fuck you uh the dan house and coffee is very very good it reminds me of the it does remind me a lot of the um cesaro espresso that i got it is very like fruity but dark fruits for me it's got this is the first coffee i've been able to actually analyze which made me very happy i'm glad that you found something to fill the whiskey gap Mm-hmm. I'm actually enjoying um, the same people, Rootless Comp- uh, Root, I believe Rootless Coffee Company. Um, they make an espresso, and I'm having that right now, and it is fucking good. It's like a dark chocolate sauce. It's very good. But this isn't a coffee podcast. It's a wrestling podcast. Um, I guess so. Huh? Yeah. Um. So where do? Where do we begin? Because I've been gone for a month. I haven't been able to sit here and talk to you guys about, hey, Arn Anderson's going fucking crazy. How about that, huh? Oh, I forgot. The last episode was just me and Dylan. We just went off for an hour. Yeah. God. It, it was at one point, I think Dylan was like, fuck the format. We're not doing heels and baby faces. Whatever. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. It was... Arn fucking Anderson. Anderson. I don't. His it, it's like, and his fucking burning Cody's shit. <laughs> we talked about that last time, but God, that was so good. Well, no, the, the Glock was last time, which the internet loved. 
I prefer the follow-up to the clock incident, which is Arn Anderson breaking into Cody Rhodes' fucking house. Fucking yard, yeah. And it's uh, it's filmed like a, a legit like WWE like I, I described it to you like when Ambrose burned the shield vest. It's filmed like that. And Arn's like, This suit right here represents everything that's happened to my dear boy Cody Rhodes. And then Cody just comes out on the belt and he's like hey Arn what the fuck are you doing uh, and he comes down like he takes the time to just come down and <laughs> yeah and uh, Arn, Arn keeps the promo going he's like that's right big man I'm here this suit it's just more decadence is what this is what the fuck are you doing <laughs> as he then walks out give me your time <laughs> give me your time and then Cody and gives him the t- to him <laughs> and then surprised when Arn's about to throw it in the garbage. He's like, like don't throw my time. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, Cody? You knew this would happen. I, Dylan and I did talk about this segment last time, but I, I'm so happy to hear your reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's like, why were you... Cody. Cody. <laughs> Someone actually did a amazing documentary about like the trajectory of Cody up until this point and they were like I hope this is a work <laughs> because I feel like that's what because like I mean we've covered it on the show AEW is very good about seeing what their fan base wants and reacting to it and like this this video essay presupposed like the reason Cody comes out down that middle entrance is because Cody wants the audience to decide is he a heel or is he a baby face and he like he goes like in the early days of AEW he acted like a heel in the match against Dustin he was a heel and he was just trying but the audience was like like no you are the chosen one and then cody actually tried to be the chosen one and it didn't work out and now they're turning him heel again (laughs) i i hope that this has got to be a slow burn i i've mentioned this but like there is no way that what we're doing right now is going to mean cody stays any type of baby face right I I want him to, but I want him to be a, a Homelander babyface. I want him to still come out, because the only person who's ever done that before, really, and it worked, was Bo Dallas. And even when Bo did it, like they immediately fucked it up as soon as he went to the main roster. But I've always adored a delusional babyface who's actually a horrible human being. I agree, because, like... He's still a heel. We're going with the heel turn. He just truly believes he is a babyface because he is Homelander. That's yeah. not a character at this point. It is who he. It is who he be. Um, in other news, the TBS belt has been revealed, and my worst nightmare came true as they were like, "We're just gonna use the TBS logo." That's it. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's just, I love how silly it looks. I like, because the rest of the championship looks good. It's like, it evokes the winged, the winged eagle kind of style with the circular belt. The color scheme got, is great. I yeah, love the blue. It's got that dog shit TBS logo right smack dab in the middle. So I see that you're currently looking at it, Blake. I would like you to look at the TBS logo. And realize what a lot of people on the internet very quickly realized is that 
the T in the TBS logo could also appear to be an H if you connect it to the B. B. And now it's the Hose Championship. It could be the Hose Championship. Or if you still see the B, it could be the HBS Championship, the huge basketball shorts champion (laughs) of the world. And whoever got the biggest basketball shorts in the game are going to earn this belt. So it's Mark Henry versus Big Show again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Also, I'm very happy Bobby Fish is getting to do Bobby Fish shit again. Because, like, even the internet in general, when they announced Bobby Fish, was like, ah, okay, it's Bobby. Yeah, I know him like his Red Dragon. I didn't know. Meanwhile, I was just crying. I was like, fuck yeah, it's Bobby. I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I mean, like, Bobby, the first time I saw Bobby and Red Dragon, Bobby was on the apron, not even tagged in, and yet he was the only person I was paying attention to because he was just screaming at Kyle, just like, get back in it, buddy. Step up. Let's go, buddy. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about uh, Bobby versus Danielson. I'm excited about Bobby versus Lee Moriarty. And uh, Scotty, I'm gonna cut you off right there. I just want you to know that I'm sc- I'm excited about everybody versus Danielson right now. <laughs> there is nobody that I am not excited for. Is there someone in particular, though, who could be facing him very soon that made you go, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yes, you know, I, I mean, uh, he's got a lot of great opponents lined up. You could have some uh, dream matches. In it. What's that sound that sounds like a freight train barreling towards me? Kazanina! <laughs> Oh, God, it's happening. uh, Let me see if I can find my reaction, because Tony Khan just casually on a random Tuesday afternoon was like, uh, yeah, Tony, it is 5 p.m. in the afternoon. There are families trying to relax before dinner. There are dogs being taken on walks. It is a fucking Tuesday. You can't just do this shit whenever you want, man. It's me, Tuesday Tony. Hey, how you doing, guys? I'm Tuesday Tony. I'm here to give you all the best news for AEW on Tuesdays. Did you see the other thing that Tuesday Tony did? Don't think he meant to do this one, though. Which one was the... Because, re- like, he's got... He's had a lot. He's had a lot Tony- recently. <laughs> that, what? like, some I've been iffy on and others I've just been like, all right, we're, we're doing this. Who gave Tony Khan cocaine? Because <laughs> Tony's on some shit lately. I don't want to dig into what you're going to talk about later, but, like, Tony has been on some shit. I'm going to be honest. This is just some, like... Secondhand rumors that I heard from Squared Circle, and I think it's Jericho. I, I think it's that. Jericho being Jericho and saying, "No, you gotta have more confidence, man." <laughs> oh, this is a buddy movie that I want to see more than anything. Chris Jericho and Tony Khan having to go across country to get to an AEW show. <laughs> 
It's like, no, you can't be so timid, boy. Get have a bottle of Great Goose in you and start tweeting. But uh, Baby! No. <laughs> but no, apparently a um, <clears throat> a picture of TK was posted. I can't remember if it was on his account or someone else's, where he's just chilling at the arena, holding a notebook, observing the scene. You know, it was a lovely moment to look at. Uh, and then if you zoomed in on the notebook, you would have seen the entire card for full gear written out in exquisite detail. I love that because I love like just shitty just moments where it's like you don't expect it. It's like all the times in the in the Fed when like people were like, hey, we got this shot of like Michael Cole's script of what the entire card of this show is. We've got the go homes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, but that's great. They were talking about WWE allegedly leaking the early numbers for Rampage, so that way SmackDown looks big compared to Rampage. That was a rumored thing, and I love how Tony was like, oh, you're going to leak our numbers. I'm going to leak my entire next pay-per-view, and no one's going to care. Because I read it, and I said, oh, okay, what's the problem? That's just a good show. Yeah, it's like, that's great. I can't fucking wait. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil any of them, but like, almost all of them were just like, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. So like, one of them was like Inner Circle, America's Top Team. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Hangman, like, Kenny. Like, it's stuff that's all obvious. So most- yeah, because like, the thing about AEW is that it's usually predictable, like yeah. what your card is gonna be, and I think that's one of the better things about AEW because like. When you get into that, that's when they can turn something on its head. Yeah. It's not all the time, and it's rare, but like they give us just about everything we want, especially for these pay-per-views like Full Gear as they go on. Usually the surprises are for Double or Nothing or for All Out. Those are the two big shows. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a, a poem! Uh, well, speaking of obvious choices, uh, Hangman Page, as I said, is in fact number one contender. And I, I, now, I was. Did you mean whole... to do the Shivani crack right there? <laughs> no, I didn't. But big man, it just happens. Um, also, I would just like to say, as time goes on, you're turning into a redheaded Tony Shivani. I'm looking at myself in the webcam right now, and you are right. I am wearing an Island Boy shirt. I have my dad's facial hair almost. It's not good. Uh, but yeah, I was with the whole internet who were like, Hangman's not going to come back tonight. The seventh person's going to be like Buddy Murphy or something. And then, because for me, I was like, you know what would be good is have Andrade win it. And then Andrade challenges for the AAA title again. That's where Andre gets uh, and, and, Andre <laughs> Andre the Giant. Um, uh, that was one idea I had because I was like, I, it. I don't want it to be Hangman, but I do. Like the moment it happened, I was like, never mind. I do want it to be Hangman, absolutely. I, but, but the um, moment, yeah, the moment that it happened for me, I was like, I forgot because he's been gone. I just forgot how much I loved Hangman. Hangman Page fucking it's rules like, so much. He came back in my heart. It, it's like it remembered how to love. I uh, also may have written the worst timeline while I was watching it. It was before Hangman came out, but I uh, I looked at the clock because it started at like 8.40. And I said, it would be hilarious if every five minutes a new entrant comes out. 
So at 8.40, two people come out. At 8.45, third gets added. 50, the fifth gets added. And then by the time it gets to the Joker, it will have been reached 9 o'clock. And Andrade climbs up, wins the match as the clock counts down and Hangman walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Just like he walks out. He's having this big entrance return moment. And then he just stops. And he just like... I know he can do this. I know he can emote like he is dead yeah. <laughs> inside, and that's it. Although, I will say, in regards to Hangman's return, it was always iffy on when, like, because paternity leave is uh, kind of a nebulous thing yeah. in, like, it the really world. It really is. Although, when, when do you want to work again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is all on the uh, impetus of the dad, usually, of when they want to yes. come back. And, like, I am so glad that he got to take the time off to be with his wife while they're having, you know, going through all of this. I love Hangman. I want the best for him. But now he's back. And what's great is, like, I I thought about this and people were like, oh, why not do it at All Out? Because that's the two-year anniversary of when Hangman failed. And that's when I realized... You can do this at any pay-per-view and figure out a way to make it historic. Tony had built that up somehow. Of If it's Revolution on the anniversary of one of the greatest tag matches in uh, AEW history, or if it's at um, if it's at Full Gear, the one-year anniversary of Tony versus or a, a fucking Tony Khan versus uh, of Adam versus Kenny last year, like each one has a historic moment built into it. So you can do it whenever, like, fuck it. Have them face everybody you want, and then any pay-per-view you want, you can do this. What was the fucking thing that Hangman said, like, uh, about a week ago? And he's just like, when we, when I first fought for the AEW championship, I told everybody I knew I was going to win it against Chris Jericho and I was wrong and I've continued to be wrong (laughs) yeah they are still playing him as like a little bit of a drunk but also like I really some people are like I didn't like the promo afterwards in fact one of the wrestle babies and blatantly calling you out didn't like that the fact they played him drunk to me it didn't seem like he was drunk it seemed like he didn't realize what he had just done and it was just now sinking in that, oh, no, I have to go fight one of my former best friends again. Oh, God. And then it, like that kind of ang- anxiety you have where you're just like, I'm going to avoid everything uh, for the next few minutes. Tony, please don't talk to me about what I have to do in the future. Which I think is was great, uh, uh, from my opinion. Like, just knowing the Hangman story as well as I know it. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. But I, I like... I really want to see how they mesh, like, Adam Cole into this story. Because I think he's going to have a part to play before it's over and before Hangman gets the belt now. Well, um, no. <laughs> if, what Tony's, uh, if what Tony's magical sheet is to be believed, uh, Adam, is go- Adam and the Bucks are going on the logical progression of where they currently are. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine it's just like that's a place for a swerve that i'd want to see i know that's not for everybody that's probably not listen tk's got big brain energy bt's got little brain energy oh no like even though i know this is the culmination of this big storyline i'm still not convinced he's gonna win at full gear i'm gonna i'm gonna predict it 
because I want to dreamboard it into existence, it, but, yeah. but like he might not listen. There is a point where long-term storytelling becomes too long-term. I don't think if he loses it full gear, it's... I don't think that's too long yet, if yeah, that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, that's um, where I am. Because it's like, we could go all the way to Double or Nothing next year. Uh-huh, w- without a doubt. Because, like, the moment he came back and he was anxious and not confident, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. But He's I need- not ready. <laughs> I need to see whatever the fuck they have planned that will give Hangman his confidence back. If they are going to have... Listen, I don't know how much of The Office you know, Scotty, but if they do, like, the good version of Scott's Tots and have his former students, when he was a teacher, come in and say, You have this, Mr. Page. Wasn't that, like, the worst episode of The Office, infamously? It's not the worst episode, it's just the one that it's very hard to watch a second time because of how much it makes you internally cringe. <laughs> That's just me it's watching a, The Office yeah, in general, though. It is. Um, that is a very well done episode, but I cannot watch it. Well, now on to a little bit more stuff, uh, just in general news. Uh, I feel like he's far enough from WWE that we can discuss the fact that The Rock has motherfucking bars, and I'm tired of hiding it. <laughs> And do you know who taught him how to have those bars? Do you know who? I will not have his name besmirched any longer just because he has a high-pitched nasally voice. Tech it's Nine. Lin- Tech Nine. No, it was Lin-Manuel Miranda. I, I, I will say, if you listen to the, like, the method of the delivery of these bars, it's very Tech Nine adjacent. Like, it does, it feels like if Tech Nine had to rap a rock promo because he's kind of got a similar flow to tech nine at which point i was like oh good on you rock you didn't just lin on this no offense i, I love lin manuel miranda just... but i would love to hear him on a tech nine song with like oh, this God. vicious beat behind it beat agua beat agua <laughs> shit Oh, God. Oh, there is something. Uh, of Rocky's got bars. I think he's always had a great voice. He's just never been trained. Yeah, yeah. But there is one last thing. I'm going to stay on my Tony Khan, like, here, because it, it involves Tony and Danielson. And it's like, did you see the clip of, it was before, it was during a Dynamite, I think, and uh, they, uh, they were talking, um... About something, and Tony was like, yeah, I just texted him, I just texted him, it's cool. And Danielson's walking up behind him, and he's texting Danielson, he's like, no, you don't need to text me, I'm here, I'm here, oh, he's here, he's here. And then while they're talking, you hear (laughs) Danielson's entrance music hit, and like, Tony stops first, Danielson takes a moment, and he stops, and then they're both like, oh shit, I'm on, I'm on, he's (laughs) on. And then rushes out, yeah. I Uh, just... Oh... Also, uh, speaking of some big returns, which I don't even know if we were speaking of that, but I had to segue anyways. Uh, AJ- oh, it was Christopher Daniels, Daniels that was with him, and he's just like, oh shit, you're on. That's right, and Christopher Daniels recently returned at Impact Wrestling. And speaking of wrestling <laughs> returns, thank you for the segue. Uh, AJ oh. Lee is coming back, but not in a wrestling capacity. So when Punk was like, oh no, she's retired, well... From entering well, competition, but she is back. She's going to be writing and helping creating storylines and characters for WoW or Women of Wrestling. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, about that, though. Oh, no. On the same day that they announced AJ Lee would be... I don't know if it was the same day, but it was about the same time. They also announced a new acquisition. Oh, no, I just saw it in the notes. What would you do? (laughs) As... Hey, Blake, I know it's bad when I'm like, hey, it's... It's Tessa Blanchard for the listeners. Yes, okay. They have hired yeah, Tessa. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And you hear how that's a bad idea. Yes, I know because I know how much you love AJ and how great she is, especially <laughs> yeah. in a creative mind. Yeah. Something that would make you pause after that is... Uh, Why wh- would they do that? No, wait, hold on, but It gets worse. What? gets worse. Uh... The first piece of merchandise that they have released for Tessa Blanchard uh, is implying that she has nuclear heat. And her first feud, I do believe, is with a black woman. And Bud, like, how? <laughs> how? I understand working real life into storyline, but not like that. <laughs> not- Motherfucking <laughs> optics! Such- that is so... <laughs> Such rough. (laughs) How did they fuck up that quickly? Like, wow, it got on everyone's radars and then was instantly like, how do I destroy this? Uh, Let me, uh, I do have a fun little quiz for you, though. A little, a little, hey, Blake, guess what's happening? And it's, uh, it's, uh, since Dylan's not here, I'm gonna sneak in a little news from old WWE NXT 2.0. A.K.A. the most insane television show. But, you know, recently they brought in their their Italian-American stereotype who also is a, like, Olympic-level grappler, I believe. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up, my family? They run money. They hide bodies in the river. Also, I am an amazing amateur wrestler. <laughs> so that character recently debuted... And, <laughs> you know, it's been a while since the crowd has had a, a fun hand movement to do. They haven't had a, a yes, yes, or a too sweet. There's, there's not been another fun hand symbol for them to do. Can you guess what old, to- I think his name's Tony D'Angelo. I don't know. Can you guess what, what Tony Soprano's fun hand movement is for the audience? What is it? Just gonna, like, give a thumbs up? It's not a thumbs up. Uh, if you'll Woo! go, if you, it's it's not a hang ten either. If you will go to Facebook, where I have sent you the video, and I advise everyone, I'm gonna retweet it right now so you can find it at Scotty Mo on Twitter. <laughs> hey, he's just pointing at himself. No, no, no. way to do the fucking come on. <laughs> they're doing. They're in the crowd. And I don't think this is him. I think the crowd as a whole decided to start doing the Italian like symbol of excellence. I'm just like, ah, Gabagoo gave him that number one winner right there. <laughs> I had the fucking Gabagoo. I hope that's how people treat Chris Pratt every time he walks into a building now. Oh my god. It's a him, a Mario. <laughs> 
Uh, so I I saw it. That is the hardest I have laughed at wrestling in a very very long time. <laughs> it's just a crowd of idiots all just like try my mama's spaghetti. It's very delicious. Oh my god! Uh, it's it is fucking great. But what else is possibly great? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Uh, was free the narrative i've recently gotten into a whole lot more of independent wrestling which we will get into in a few and old ec3 decided to he's gone off the fucking deep end and i'm still not sure if it's a character thing or not um because he's doing his own pay-per-views a la when the good brothers started (laughs) doing talk and shop of mania this is the exact i don't think it's hard to talk in opposites in the world of professional wrestling but this is an almost exact opposite of talking shop of mania which was just a, a fucking ring in a field with a bunch of drunk idiots around it this instead free the narrative is i sent you the description of it on fight and it is very long and pretentious but it is essentially just cinematic match after cinematic match very like raw emotional storytelling uh i will say of the one that recently came out the main event was ec3 versus braun Strowman, which i will get into in a second the only other thing the only other thing i would like to bring up is that apparently during this in between matches uh fucking 2.0 would show up like statler and waldorf and just start (laughs) shit talking what was happening Hey, look at this guy. He sucks, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, but He's we the ha- worst. There were some good names on there. Jake Logan, John Schuyler, Weston Blake, Gentleman Jervis, Pero. Uh The problem is there are also people who aren't going by their real names. Like, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Percy Watson, who's just being called the Unknown Hand. Then there's just someone named William. And now there's a man named Nick Stanley who appeared for NWA, but they just call him Stanley. And then Matt Taven just shows up and the entire venue turns purple for no ding dang reason. I told you I had it with the fucking red lights. <laughs> so now hey, purple is not much better. Uh, all right. Now I instead would like to give you the full DailyDDT.com breakdown of the main event of this evening, which of course is EC3 versus the Titan. Uh, EC3 on his way to the ring is faced with Tonga Loa, who gives him a smile, which is a bad performance, Tonga. You're supposed to be in the fucking G1 right now, and your brother's fucking me. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I wish we'd done the G1s, but I'm kind of glad we didn't, because I would have been fucked. Yeah, uh, Adam is shown... I'm going to call him Braun. Braun is shown with a man behind him playing the violin. The narrator describes that those hands were created by another from the darkest parts of his hands. Monsters develop emotion, attachment, and feelings... Strowman heads to the event on a motorcycle. He stops in front of the Amway Center with the narrator saying, It's one last reminder that in this corporate coliseum, a family was slain to honor the chosen son. Which is a uh, reference to the fact that Roman beat Bray and Braun in that arena for the title. Braun man, come together with your friends. You see, it's like... It's like if you think about it, though, it's really smart. It's not. It's not like overly pretentious. 
the narrator. Oh, by the way, this wrestling event has a narrator. <laughs> I, I kind of gathered that. Declares it's no longer about ratings, demos, the gate. It's not about trending and other metrics. This is about becoming more than you are. This is the narrative. I am going to read this <laughs> entire thing. <laughs> this is what they call a dirt sheet, brother. Uh, share. I'm gonna Strowman fuck admits he is here because everything he cared about in his life was taken from him he did everything he was asked and it still wasn't good enough he was the monster they wanted him to be and he ruined everything in his life that he cared about he has to kill the monster they turned him into in order to become the man he was put on this earth to be this is this is such big (laughs) fucking college level theater vibes Oh, he brags about the last time he he brags about the last time he stood across from EC3. He left him on the shelf for a year, taking away everything he cared about. He says that to find himself, he needs to break EC3 once again. That makes no sense, but fine. Yes. EC3 asks, are you ready to control your narrative? Uh, he begins delivering a choke slam and asking if this is his chosen one. EC3 says he is here because of him. This place was his creation, spawned from the disinterest of his false idol. Fuck, Strowman demands that he shuts up and they begin to trade strikes. He tosses EC3 against the wall. This it reads like fan fiction. As someone who has to deal with a lot of it, it's fan fiction. Uh, okay, so what what level of fan fiction is it? Because I know you're I, like you're an expert on fanfics at this point. Not good. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, if you want me to be honest, not good. I need you to be honest. Yeah. EC3 grabs a, sh- a chair and begins to hit him with it, and then wedges it into the corner to throw. Fuck. Just hearing the word corner gave me a terrifying fright because i was like oh fuck this is still wrestling isn't it wake up adam ec3 screams prior to hitting him with the chair again frankenstein's monster can die Strowman attempts to fight back but is halted with a body slam from ec3 then hits a ddt on top of the chair before hitting the one percent ec3 gets on the back of the <laughs> Of Strowman, what I can only describe mentally <laughs> as Yoda climbing <laughs> on Luke's back. back. It's like, mm. uh, beat e- the giant, you must. EC3 makes use of a big chair shot to the head to knock him back down. Strowman is bleeding with EC3's old theme music playing, and the narrator says, This monster's end is written with blood. EC3 tells him to bleed for all of the sins he has committed and the lives he's destroyed in a callback <laughs> to their history. Fuck me! After repeatedly taunting and beating Strowman, everyone stood outside the ring, gets involved to stop EC3. Strowman finally gets up with the narrator saying that he is rebirthed as he removes his shirt. Uh, Strowman takes out everything in the ring before coming face to face with EC3. He grabs him in a chokehold, then drops him as he reverts back. No, shut the fuck up. As he reverts back from his rage, he drops to his knees while crying and looking at his hands. The narrator says, no matter who you are, the world will try and break you. Strowman exits the ring. Adam Shear defeats EC3 by knockout. (laughs) 
I... Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh. Also, this didn't have it, but there's a great... There's actually a very good quote that I enjoy that's from earlier, uh, where EC3 confronts him in a bar, and they kind of go back and forth. And at one point, EC3 says that Adam's creator only has one son. His name is Roman. That's very good. Whoa. The okay, rest yeah. of it, garbage. Dude, do you... garbage. Listen, hey, bud. If you want to do a character rebirth kind of storyline thing, listen, I know a guy called Matt who has a lake. <laughs> I got this dude named Matt with a sick-ass lake. You need to jump in, bruh. Now, I know he's under contract, but you could still use the lake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and you could still use patreon.com slash a load of BS to help support this show and keep it running every single week. And you get access to exclusive content if you're a fan of fun fiction you get that a week early and also access to our discord where we hang out we chat wrestling and we watch wrestling on a fairly weekly basis and you can get that at patreon.com slash a load of bs god who are we gonna fucking even tweet this week does suzuki have a twitter oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. we I'm need at- to tweet suzuki and we need to tell him please listen i know you're gonna be fighting my boy I want you to murder him, but just don't hit his head. Can you do that? Chest is fine. You can get him in the throat. Just make sure he doesn't have any more head injuries. You know I only have, like, a limited number of characters, right? I I need you to make this as short as possible. Just say, don't hit head, hit man in dick. Hit redhead man dick. So you're taking this opportunity, the only one you will get on this show, to talk to Minoru Suzuki through the power of the internet. And you're trying to tell him to hit famed professional wrestler, technical mastermind, Brian Danielson in the dick. And you're saying you wouldn't pay to see that? I would rather pay to see him in the southeast so hey at suzuki underscore d underscore minoru when are you coming to atlanta because i feel like that's going to be our closest we can get uh but while i do this blake why don't you get into your heel of the week okay so my heel of the week is a uh it's a weird one um because this is a story that came across like my feed um about a deathmatch wrestler, wrestler, quote-unquote, that you have probably never heard of and never will. Oh, that's what this story is. Okay. Yes. So, I will say his name once, so you know that if you ever see it, to never, ever, ever touch anything that this man is a part of, because deathmatch wrestler... Um, from IWA Deep Souths uh, at their Carnage Cup. Blaine Evans cut off his opponent's finger. In the middle of this match, it was a shoot. Okay. Even if this was a work. I don't know. Cutting off someone's finger. He did it. Okay. He said on social media on his Facebook 
My inbox has been blowing up for the past couple days, asking me if it's true I cut John Rare's finger off, so I'm here to lay the rumors to rest by saying you're damn right I did. Like I said, eye for an eye. This time you stabbed the wrong bitch with that box cutter. Also, if this is a receipt for the first guy stabbing him with a box cutter, IWA's Deep South. What the fuck are you on? I've been You're to You're actually my heel of the week. I've actually been to an IWA Deep South show, and I do believe that is the show where me and my father had to become part of the ring crew to set up a table so that people wouldn't die when they fell through it. Uh, and just also saying. where I was so close to the ring that I did inhale a lot of gas from light tubes breaking. God, this this kind of shit is what makes wrestling and even like good deathmatch wrestling unwatchable for some people. And the fact that people like this think that this is cool to do or okay on any level means that you're a fucking psychopath and you need help. But also now you need to be arrested because that's a that is a that, crime. That is a crime. That is maiming. I'm trying to. Th- I think the worst thing I have seen that like everyone on board was like, okay, we're gonna do this. I guess is actually um, there was a great documentary I watched about Black Craft Wrestling, which is when the Hot Topic T-shirt company decided to make a wrestling show. And apparently they they killed it for a few there. It did really, really good. And during one of their promo videos, PCO, so you know it's fucked up, PCO legitimately got, like, scarification done to his body for wrestling to show, like, a scar where they put a, allegedly, a battery in his chest to make him a, a real Frankenstein. How have I never heard of this Hot Topic wrestling company? Oh, but okay, let me just tell you the uh, the cliff notes of why this company is no longer around. WrestleMania weekend, they were the last show at a venue, uh, and they were on at like two in the morning. Janela's spring break went long because it's Janela's spring break, and the venue told them they only have like two hours, and then they're out. So they're already on a time limit. Mul- multiple matches only went two to three minutes, but they still decided to open the show with a live crucifixion. I do mean a real crucifixion. Nails were put through hands. Uh... And so they had to keep that on, but then when, uh, I believe it was Matt Justice versus Johnny Blackcraft, also known as Johnny Impact, also known as Johnny Mundo, also known as John fucking Morrison, um, that only went like two minutes, but they had to have their live crucifixion. Also, they had the guy who played Pinhead as their, like, as their Vince McMahon, as their, I believe, Dario Cueto, as their big leader, uh, and he kept fucking with Matthew Justice during their whole lead-up, and I love Matthew Justice. However, during the last show that they ever did, Matthew Justice confronts Pinhead Guy, who's called, like, the Reverend, and when the Reverend told him he could not fight for the championship despite everything he had done, uh, Matthew Justice uh, took a knife to his throat and killed him in the audience. That's like some... Worst Lucha Underground level shit. Oh, it's, oh, this documentary, you need to look it up. The Rise and Fall of Black Craft Wrestling, because everyone involved is still around. They're still really, really good. It's just some decisions happened to me, babe. Oh, and after Matt won the title, uh, they realized, oh, wait a minute, we still have like 10 minutes. 
put on the battle royal we cut. So after the end of this big culmination, they're like, throw another thing at them, whatever. I love this. Um, okay, so that was my heel of the week. Uh, fuck you, Blaine Evans, or whatever your name is. I hope you never get booked again. Uh, also, what was his name? There was another guy who recently got released by WWE who is uh, a transphobe and really does not deserve our, our, our treatment anymore. Let me see if I can find who it was. Because two guys got released that kind of have been around like GCW in the general indies area. But yeah, one of them are, 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 is a terrible person. And also speaking of that, let's move on to my heel of the week, which sucks to say. Um, I've not seen if there's been any fallout from this as of yet. Uh, I was looking earlier today after you said it, um, or like a couple days ago, and I couldn't find much of anything. It genuinely seems like it has been swept under the rug super quickly, and if I had not seen a video, I would have been like, okay, this is weird, but it's not, it's something. Um, oh, it sucks, because it is, it is everybody's favorite boy, Colt Cabana, who decided... And I, I'm not even going to say decided. It does genuinely seem, as I watched it, like a almost a stream of consciousness thing that he was not aware he was doing when he referred to one of his mods on Twitch, who is a lesbian, uh, by the Diesler. And apparently he had done it before, uh, like roundaboutly, like the um, they were playing like Jackbox and the code was DYYK. And it was like, ah, that's you. Just as a little joke. And everyone like laughed at the time. But it was like a, that's not cool, but also they didn't say it. So then Colt says it, and then when he gets called out for it, they're like, Colt immediately goes on the defensive of, I didn't say that. No, I wouldn't have said that. No, 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 I didn't say that. For 20 minutes, he goes on avoiding the question. I'm fairly sure someone says it, says that he said it a second time, but I didn't watch the full VOD. And then, finally, they get... Uh, evidence like they have the audio clip of him saying it they send it to him and uh yeah he then proceeds to play it once which you know what understandable if you're a person i'm the same way who's very stream of consciousness but it's he plays it and it is evident that that is what he says and then he plays it again and then he plays it again the whole time putting on like I don't want to say fake, but it does certainly seem less of a I am genuinely sorry I said this and more of a how do I get out of this look. You know, that look of like, I, 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 how, how do I explain that this is not what happened kind of situation as he continues to play it. And like, here's the thing, Colt, bud. Slurs hurt just about every time you hear them. Mm-hmm. And if you keep playing Someone, that, yeah. that slur over and over again, it makes it worse on the person, especially as you're, if you're like, no, I, I didn't say it. No, I, I meant this. And uh, he on Twitter said, I that is me in the video, which fucking no shit, Colt. Yeah, and of course, uh, because they were dressed up as a duck, I was calling them. I think their name was like Danny, Danny the duck. And then that might uh, my dyslexia got to the best of me, and it slipped those letters around. And I was like, "No, no, that's not true, bud. You can't carny your way out of this, my dude. You've got to own up to it to retain a modicum of respect. Because this here's the thing about uh, that slur specifically. Like, it's one that is 
a like a very real slur. It is not okay to say in any context, but like people don't think about it as much. So I'm betting that he's like, I used to do this all the time. It's like, yeah, I've, but no. But yeah, but no, but it's like you can't just like bring that up. It's like you could be so you, you could do so much. With me, it's the fact that Cole Cabana has so much fucking goodwill with everybody that if he if he played that clip back once and then looked up and said, "Holy shit, I didn't I didn't realize that. I didn't realize what I was saying." Like even if he did try to explain, if he looked genuinely apologetic, I'm fairly sure the internet today would be like, "Okay." However, instead, he acted dumbfounded, played the slur back ten times, and apparently today the mod can now lo- only uh, chat via emojis. So now it can't even contact Colt or speak in their in their chat. So, okay, that that's that's one of those deciding factors. Like genuinely, the way you react to these things. I feel like is almost just as important and telling of your character as it is to do the thing itself. Like Sammy Guevara, uh, once again, horrible things that Sammy has said in the past, terrible things that Sammy has said. But the moment it came out, like Sammy was very apologetic. Sammy was willing to donate all of his pay to women's he shelters. Owned up to it, 100%. he straight up called Sasha and was like, "Hey, we got to talk this out. I'm so, I'm so sorry." And they talked it out. They discussed why that kind of what he said was wrong and went through that whole conversation. And Sammy genuinely tried to make amends, and that's why I'm like, with Sammy, okay. And he showed that he is willing to become a better person. Yeah, because of it. Whereas Colt seems more like, oh, God, how do I protect my public image from this? It's like, no, fuck your image. Fuck who you are. Even even if I'm going to just go full on like sociopath on this, even if you were willing to protect your public image, if you had a modicum of sense, you would do the own up thing because that is the right thing to do in this situation to make it go away faster. For Let, you, let's see if. And I hate to say that, but yeah. Like that, like that is the worst possible like outlook on it. But even then, you can't be dumb about it. Uh, as even of, if you're an asshole, as of right now, it is in fact looking like there has been no response from the cabana, from the cabana, from the cabana, camp. From the cabana camp I mean. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like it's just getting swept under the rug, which does absolutely suck. I'm sure a lot of people... Because the only problem is there are also people online who right now are like, he apologized. He apo-, And he said, like, I apologized. I apologized to PMs and all of this. And it's like... And everyone's saying, he apologized. And it doesn't matter if the victim accepts the apology or not. The, what matters is that he apologized. And it's like... No, but I would say it matters if the victim accepts the apology because they're the person that's going to know if it's genuine or not. That's the person who is the most hurt in this situation. Yeah. They are literally the victim, my dude. Like that's how <laughs> this works. You piece of shit. Come on. What the fuck? All okay. right, let's uh, let's move into baby faces. I do have a also have some like news news stuff that I forgot to put in the notes, including uh, the fact that John Moxley and Jimmy Jacobs are wrestling soon, and that makes me Hell very fucking yes. happy. Hell yes! 
You know what? Punk returning, yes. Uh, Danielson returning to be an actual wrestler, yes. But the fucking return of Jimmy Jacobs this year has made me so happy. Um, so that's happening. Uh, this one's more heel, but Will Ospreay said he would embarrass Kenny Omega in a wrestling ring, at which point Don Callis Don said, how? how? By, by doing a promo? <laughs> by trying to cut a promo? <laughs> I love um, how much I hate Will Ospreay. <laughs> I love how Don Callis was the baby face in that situation. Yeah, and uh, apparently this one's my last non-baby face related thing. Um, WWE, before they l- would let Punk go out and cut the pipe bomb promo, requested a what he was going to say, essentially like a little bullet list. And Punk said, yes, yeah, so... Uh, I wrote uh, some fake bullshit on a piece of paper, and then when I went out, I just kind of talked until they shut me up. I love him so much. Are you ready? Because of that. Are you ready for the weirdest part about it? Yeah. Vince wanted him to add stuff talking shit about Stephanie. (laughs) Why? Vince, he is the weirdest most fucked up individual, I think. <laughs> nothing because it's just will, I, I don't know what will ever be. I cannot let the beard win. I will shave three times a day. <laughs> you ever thrown someone in a pool, brother? Th- God, it That's feels so oh. good to throw someone in a fucking pool. <laughs> I don't know why he said brother. What a maneuver! <laughs> what a maneuver, brother! I'll, all right, let's get into our baby faces. Baby I, faces. I, uh, I got a. I got some mini ones real quick up top. One is Mick Foley for at the GC ah! at the GCW show before the main event of the evening, getting on the microphone and saying, "You know, I miss those days when I could come out here and you know do a big move and get a cheap pop." Well, I don't have big moves yeah. anymore, but I oh, do. He said that he like wrestlers with deathmatch wrestling. They gotta save up for those big moves. I can't uh-huh. wrestle anymore. I just watched this, so I gotta save up for these. Big words. And I've got one big word right now. Get the camera. Camera zooms in on his face. Fuck Matt Cardona. I I just want to say, like, I am so here for the resurgence that Matt Cardona has had. Once again, I've probably said this like two or three times now. He has proven that he could literally be a star if you let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. He's getting a little goofier now with it, but it's, I mean, like, genuinely, for my heel of the year, I do have Matt Cardona. I've got Matt Cardona preemptively nominated for a lot of fight awards this year because he's killing it speaking of matt cardona he also spurned on one of my greatest my favorite promos i've ever seen and it didn't take place in a ring did not take place backstage it took place on effie's twitch stream where he it was right after he lost the title to matt cardona and he's like guys i just gotta like cut a promo for this rematch if we get one and he gets on he gets on the mic and 
proceeds to cut like almost an indie version of the pipe bomb he goes for the longest time i used to think of uh, matt justice talks about pro wrestling being a mountain there are people who climb up the mountain and then you can see him coming down the other side and he goes for the longest time i thought i was on that mountain and then effie goes no i am that mountain i've seen you guys come up and i will see you guys on your way down and like he just oh it's so good and it's got so much passion behind it and so much effie behind it because like someone in the uh in the crowd in the twitch thing was like i'm really loving not this gimmick but this whatever you're doing and he goes i appreciate your sentiment and i appreciate what you're trying to tell me but you need to understand what i'm telling you right now is not a gimmick this is not a character this is who i am and i was like holy shit so yeah, if you get the opportunity, go to Effie's Twitch stream from Monday and just check out that promo because it it got me vibing in the best way. Uh, do you, uh, would you I like me it. to go <laughs> go first on baby faces? Or do you have any mini baby faces? Uh, my mini baby face, I will just say, wow, that was a mini baby face. No, that was both of them. That was Mick, then Effie, and then I have a okay. real baby face soon. Uh, my um. My little mini baby face is Bad Bunny um, because he continues to show that they're like when you get a good celebrity, like when a celebrity is a real fan of wrestling, you know, Um, because he said on his mania match, it was like I died and went to heaven. I never sat to watch a recording of one of my concerts. Never. But my wrestling fight, I've watched it a hundred times for like a week. I would go to bed watching it. Oh, yeah. And that's when you're like. I appreciate so much when any fan, but someone like uh, Bad Bunny, who's just proven to be chill um, about all of this, it gets to live a wrestling dream. Like, that gives me life. Yeah, yeah. that's always the good shit. All right, well, I'll go go first. My baby face of the week is a company that I've already talked about quite a bit in these baby face segments, but it's about GCW as a whole. Because recently, like, everyone's been like, oh, it's like a new ECW, it's like a new CZW, a new PWG almost, and they're slowly revealing, like, no, we're not any of those, we are the first fucking GCW, because they will do crazy shit like uh, Emo Fight a couple of weeks ago, where, like... Allie Cat renamed herself Allie Way for one night, came down to the ring dressed in full emo gear, came out. To, uh, Nick Gage got the crowd chanting along, screaming, uh, welcome to the Black Parade. The main event. Fuck. Oh, it was so good. The main event, Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy Lloyd, Jimmy Lloyd came out in full Black Parade gear, too. It looked kick-ass. Uh, but the main event, Jimmy Jacobs returned, attempted to sing the Ballad of Lacey, Ballad of Lacey and then I think it was Atticus Coger of 404, or um, 440 interrupted, and then they had a full match, and Jimmy ended up winning when Lacey returned. Helped them beat them, and then they ended the show singing the Ballad of Lacey. They've done such weird, interesting shit, and it's everyone's like, "Oh, it's the death match thing." That's where you see Mox versus Gage. Which holy fucking shit, shit! Oh, buddy, oh, within a, within a minute, <laughs> John Moxley was covered in blood and it wasn't just like like oh he's down and then when he gets up he's covered in blood no you could see 
the cuts opening up on his face as they cut in. It was brutal. But in addition to that, you also... I do want to say Renee's tweet during that of... (laughs) I hate this. I hate everything about I love Renee Young so much. She dyed her hair. She looks very, very good. Oh, um, that's cool. But yeah, you but in addition to having stuff like that, you also have Effie versus Cardona, which was yes, very, very brutal, but also just told an amazing story. And also I've been like on a big Effie kick lately because I think it was last week on Monday night Monday not raw. Uh, where someone asked him, like, what does it take to be a wrestler? And he goes, well, number one, remember that this is an entertainment business. If you aren't able to go out there and entertain anybody, you are simply masturbating your skills in front of everyone, and no one wants to watch that. And that went, oh, fuck. And that shit stuck with me real quick. I was like, wow, yeah. (laughs) How how do we fix that? Effie's a real good promo, my dude. Not just a promo, like a great fucking mind. But yeah, uh, you you have shit like that. You have Alley Catch versus Mercedes fucking Martinez. You have these insanely diverse, different types of matches with people who are all out there, passionate, ready to put on a show, which is also something you could speak of with AEW. But the thing GCW doesn't have is sponsors they have to answer to. They don't have to worry about Papa John's getting upset when Nick Gage tries to cut out Moxley's tongue. It was Domino's! I'm sorry, you're right. God (laughs) damn it. Don't Uh, you dare insult my people. GCW, I I know, like, there is no comparison. Um, But if you say, like, if there's any, like, thing you can compare it to during the period, I would say the closest you could get while still being far off is ECW. Oh, yeah. But yeah. even so, like, the fact that they are doing this, the evolution of deathmatch or crazy shit in wrestling in 2021 makes it its own thing. And also, how I've seen several GCW shows. I've seen a couple live. I haven't seen any of the other one. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, and also, this has all led to one of the most historic things they've gotten to announce and something that made me very fucking excited is the fact that in January, GCW will be running the Hammerstein fucking ballroom. ballroom. Like, as much as... Hammerstein is just iconic for crazy wrestling shit. I mean, like, as much as people want to talk about, like, the... It's 2800 arena, I believe. No, 2600. Whatever. The ECW arena. They want to talk about the ECW arena being the ECW arena. And it is. And I've seen matches there. Okay. It's, it is a, it is a, a hangar that they put a ring in. Hammerstein. It's Hammerstein. Man. Hammerstein it's is it. Like, there is no way. Like, this is. Listen. When Paul Heyman decides that they're the big one-off that I wish was really a one-off return show for his baby, his company, has to be in Hammerstein, that is your arena. I mean, well, now now that it's gone, like, that is the—if you asked me, what is the one arena you always would like to go to? Hammerstein. Before, it would have been the PWG arena, but that no longer exists, unfortunately, which makes me very fucking sad because I love that venue. There's magic about it, but as of right now, like, Hammerstein is one of the few that I've not yet to get to go to, but I would love to go to it. But yeah, holy shit, GCW, every time they announce something new— I just keep freaking out. 
like they've not had a show in the past few months that I've not ordered off Fight TV because they've found a way to on every show, even if it's something as small as like, hey, you're going to see Tony Depp and wrestle Ron Funches from Trolls. It's like, OK, yes. I got to yes. watch this or, or you're going to see Nick Gage in uh, a fucking War Games match. OK, well, now I got to see that. Like they've not had a not stacked card all year. It has completely and utterly supplanted the place that Ring of Honor used to hold, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, I can um, see that. Um, even people online in my are heart, like, it has as well. Even online, people are like, yeah, that's the third biggest company in the world right now. It has gone past Impact and it has gone past uh, Ring of Honor. I don't know about Impact, but I do know it has gone past Ring of Honor in my head. Absolutely. I think. Personally, for me, it's gone past impact, but that's my own preferences. That's not like the numbers or anything. Yeah. Well, what's your baby face okay. of the week? My baby face of the week is this timid little billionaire that everybody loves. Who is just p- brought the fucking claws out over the last couple weeks. <laughs> I, I won't even get into like some of the ones from... You know, a couple weeks ago, because he did have a couple, and he did walk back a little bit, and now he's back again. Back um, on his sh- Oh, also, a uh, quick thing about GCW. Their last show also had Thunder Rosa just come out for no fucking reason, get into a match, not even win it, and leave. <laughs> just full on, like, I'm here because I want to do this. And uh, also, the Briscoe brothers are going to be challenging Matt Justice and Mance Warner for the tag titles, and I shit my pants. That is going to be fucking great. I love that. Okay. Anyway, my little bits about Tony. I've got one before the big one. Um, Okay. Okay. Tony did recently mention that he is working very hard with someone, we don't know who, to make the AEW complete library available soon. Wasn't it Warner? Wasn't it Warner Media? I don't know if it's officially come out, but I've heard some names thrown around like Warner. I've heard people wanting it on HBO. I've heard like um, a few like, please give it to me on this. Either way, I will make sure that I have it because I want the AEW library more than anything. I want an easy, legal way to watch AEW pay-per-views that are honestly keep getting better and fucking better. Um, Also, uh, I I will also throw in some TK stories because before Colt Cabana went and did a very bad, naughty thing, I uh, had TK as my heel because he's gone fucking crazy and I love it. But I love, recently it came out that the EVPs had lost booking power, at which point the whole internet was like, well, yeah, I feel like we all knew that. and That was to- pretty obvious. Yeah, and so Tony said, uh, I saw those reports. I thought it was pretty disingenuous stuff because nothing has changed in recent months. It changed at the end of 2019 because of me. I had to be more accountable as CEO and as the booker. I, I was the final say, but there were too many people with inputs on segments, and this show wasn't as organized as I thought it should be. So for the four- past two years, we've gotten a lot more organized. I've written everything by hand, which allows me to know what's where and uh, I think the shows have gotten better for that. Accurate. Very yes, accurate, listen, Scotty, Tony. You know I am a proponent for a strong central government. Yes. And Tony Khan being a strong central government, honestly, I would I I would vote for him probably in some situations. I'd vote for Dwayne. If it was Dwayne versus Tony Khan, I think I'd vote for Dwayne still. 
he just sing like he would sing to your heart. Well, he would rap. He would rap real rap hard. To your heart. Yeah. That fucking shit is stuck in my head all day to a point. Like, have you ever had a song stuck in your head to a point where it almost feels like a mental illness? Yeah, that's what it is with me and The Rock talking about his struggle and his power. He stays hungry. He devours. Uh, here is another Tony. Do you have anything else before your big one you want to talk about? Because I have no, I've. I've, I've got my big one. Okay, I've got, uh, although I, I don't know if it's the one you're going to talk about is a little one. Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> so someone interviewed him recently. Uh, it's a big weekend for us because we need to make a statement. We are doing great numbers on Wednesday, so it's bad timing to have it moved to the weekend because we built this great thing in Rampage. Basically, he's talking about like, oh, it's really rough that we have to be doing big numbers for this weekend because Dynamite has built this fan base. Uh, at which point he also said this weekend is not about competing with WWE, uh, at which point, but I've seen your Twitter account and I have to say, nay, I have to say that is not something you truly believe. I, I know that because what I will say corroborates the fact that he believes in competing. Um, but I, I will say, I understand the premise because like having your weekday show, or whatever, moved and bumped over to the weekend, which is a harder time for TV. Like, it really sucks. Um, so it's like, at that point, you're just like, you've got to temper expectations. I don't think he did it in the best way. <laughs> um, no, he did the opposite of temper expectations, which is saying, I'm going to put Suzuki and Danielson on YouTube for free, and I'm going to kick Vince Vince's ass on YouTube. Which I'll say I'm fine with because they've never done well on YouTube. So my big thing with Tony is um, if you haven't heard recently, a certain wrestling show that's part of a big fed is launching a like ad free version of their stuff. There are no commercials um, for a bit. And people are saying, is this a permanent thing? I thought it was only. For this week, like they were doing a special thirty-minute extension with Sasha and Bianca, or I Sasha think it and was, Becky. But I've heard like rumors that they're going to keep doing it for a while. I, I don't know why. if that's corroborated. Yeah, um, which is you know what? If you've got the money, do that because you do have the money. And it, you know what? If anybody says like you may or may tony may or may not like say that it's about competing with wwe let me tell you something tony that everybody here will and should understand for wwe and for vince mcmahon it is about competing with your ass this is the man who ran survivor series one of his biggest shows even at that time free against starcade just to hurt their pay-per-view buy, buy rates this is a man who like jumped in on fucking uh uh, a Tubi's uh, 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 agreement with MLW to stop that from happening because he hates competition that much. He will fucking bury you, Tony. That is why you have to have the cause. Okay, now hold on. I don't think you're saying anything any of us don't already believe. You're really preaching to the choir. The choir, here. I am. Which is why I'm bringing up that Tony recently said in an interview, if you want to take commercials out of it, I can do that too. <laughs> it, 
It doesn't seem very civil, but I have more money than they do, so I can afford to do that longer than they can. But that's how we make money at the end of the day, so I was surprised that they took those out. Do you remember the character of Syndrome from The Incredibles? Who was just a big nerd that got bullied and picked on all the time. And then one day, he just snapped and wanted to bring the world to its knees. That's Tony Khan right now. (laughs) I want to watch the world burn. Yes, I do. Tony Khan's sitting in his office right now saying, when the world's all elite, no one will be. (laughs) He just stares out over a balcony. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, fuck. That That was the tweet that just got me going. I thought you were talking about the one where uh, Tony was like, uh, he straight up just said, like, I'm not worried about having to run against SmackDown because did you see this week's episode of Raw? Now, I will say he's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've got that built-in audience. You know, some of them's not going away and they enjoy that and I'm fine with it. I'm literally not talking about it anymore on this show. <laughs> it's genuinely like I don't care watch WWE if you want to I can't (laughs) it's not even a matter of I won't anymore I can't also fun fact uh, off topic in fact this is what I learned this week and it's not even something we talked about on the show I learned that in 2016 the working relationship between the the Dudley brothers of Bubba Ray and Devon completely ended. Meaning that's why they now. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I, I did not realize that. But do you know what also happened in 2016? That's also the year when a certain bearded boy <laughs> made his way to become part of Team 3D Training Academy. You know what? I like to think I'm who broke up the Dudley oh. brothers. That may have been part of the reason why you had a bad experience. Well, it's, it's that. No, what it is, I think I left because I had I had my own mental health issues. I'd moved far away from home and I just I wasn't mentally prepared or physically fit in the right state to go to a wrestling school at that time. I think Bubba Ray, though, was like, no, no, no. That Actually, no, Bubba Ray has shitty opinions. I think Devon was like, we got to go get him, bring him back in. That's a future Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. And then Bubba Ray was like, no, leave his ass so I can be Ring of Honor Champion and, destro- champion. and destroy the company from within. And then Devon's like, no, we got to get him. And it led to a big implosion. And that's why they broke up. I mean, part of the reason was actually that Devon said was because uh, Bubba was refusing to put over champions in the Fed, and like that was literally it. I could see it. I could see that too. Because mm-hmm. um, they did not have a fun run that time. Nope. Oh uh, fuck! That's it, isn't it? We're done, right? And what'd you learn this week? Uh, I learned that. Hey, maybe CM Punk was right. <laughs> Someone did tweet, on my way home, I looked down and this grumbled, fuck Cole Cabana, CM Punk's my best friend now. Uh, what'd it, you learn? Uh, no, that was what I learned, was that I broke up the Dudley Boys. The and Dudley Boys. Them. Uh, 
All right. Where can they find you on Twitter? What did you? Oh no, you Wait. learned. You did learn. You did, did learn. Oh God, we're. Oh no, what have we done? And We've as broken always, the sequence. You can find us on brbs.com. No, talk about uh, at Scotty Mo on Twitter. S c o t t y e m o. Blake A Tanner on Twitter. Tanner Blake on Twitter. A-, a-, a Tanner. A Tanner. Check out jointheweird.com if you want to listen to me be a sci-fi boy or listen to JWF. We got some new JWF fans from the Wrestle Babies, and they were just like, I started from the beginning, and I said, no, that's not a good idea. Because I was like, oh, the beginning of Ignition. No, 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 from the beginning of the show itself. Oh, you've made a bad mistake. Get ready to listen to a whole lot of insensitive stuff about Tim Curry. There you go. All right. And special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Hey, listen. I just got my Mega Ran swag bag from supporting his uh, GoFundMe for his new album, Live 95. I got a bunch of crazy shit that I sent uh, to you and Dylan over the chat. He signed, I did not prompt this. He signed his card, like his baseball card, um, to Blake. Fight Boys for Life. Fuck uh, yes, Mega Rant. is The album's not out, though, yet, is it? It is not. You can buy it on pre-sale, but guess who got an early copy? Uh, okay, so you have, have you jammed to it? Yep. I have not. I had to go to rehearsal right after I got it delivered, but fuck, I'm, I'm waiting. Also, you can support Mega Ran. You can buy his music. Uh, you can go directly to his website, Mega Ran, M-E-G-A-R-A-N dot com. Uh, head to download. You can uh, you can get uh, pre-sales for his new album, Live 95. Pre-order it. Um, just you can get any of his albums. We love Mega Ran, and Mega Ran is great. He's an amazing person. He's a great artist. He's a wonderful rapper. He puts out some fucking jams. He actually, uh, while I was watching Effie, he started to host Effie in the middle of it, and then there was a Mega Raid that came upon us. It was like, hey, bud, what's up, man? And nice. as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Megaran. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.